welcome to The Broken Arrow, a traditional bow hunting podcast brought to you by Addictive Archery with your hosts, Schaefer Magnet and Chris Siegel. Hey, there he is. Look at that. Wow, he is a professional, too, outdoing both of us. <laughs> I, uh... I wasn't sure what to do. I just started looking and <laughs> clicking on stuff. That's our best mode too. So that, that's that's Chris every episode. Yeah, that's I've, about right. <laughs> yeah, I've done it before. In fact, I have an account. I'm trying to think who was I on. Oh, South Cox. The last oh, one yeah. I did with him, I was. Uh, I had an account. I used it for so long, and South's on my phone with me, trying to help me get this one set up. So yeah, that, nice. that reminds me of when we did the one with Jim Eck out. That was uh, oh. a that, that was a hoot once. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm figuring things out. I'm just not real fast at it. Yeah. Well, the the nice thing about Skype, I find, is usually somebody either has an account, which is excellent. If not, I can just call the guest phone, mm-hmm. and then that is super easy on their end because it's just like answering a phone call. And within the traditional community. That seems to be a very big perk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like being able to see who I'm talking to, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's better. That's fun. I, I never had very good internet service till now. And I still don't really have service. I have the newest thing I got. I always had to work off hotspots. And I only got 15 gigs per hotspot. So I had to buy two of them to just barely get me through a month. <laughs> and now I bought Verizon came out with this tower deal. That is still kind of, I think, operating the same way, but it seems to work better. And so it's it's working more like why having Wi-Fi in a house now, finally. We're, but well, we don't we don't have anything ran to our house. We live out in the country, and there's 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 no kind of cable service or anything out here. If it makes you feel better, for the last like week and a half, I've been struggling with Wi-Fi. And this sweet tower over here, you see, which is a mini fridge stacked on a tote is now where my modem is located. Because oh. <laughs> I literally had to use the the cable line into the apartment building. <laughs> I had oh, to cut my. the entire building out to make it work. Oh, no. Uh, one of the funniest things ever is I was having really bad luck. And I'm technically, you know, I work on cars for a living, so wiring doesn't scare me. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't realize that I had cut the entire building off at one point so i was making a whole bunch of changes to all these adapters and all this stuff i'm like well wi-fi is working great today yeah i got a call from my landlord next day saying that comcast our internet company was coming to check out why things were not working in the next three units (laughs) i ran home that day and changed everything back oh my god (sighs) that's awesome you got a nice i was about to say chris is really slacking here yeah Sorry, I, I, I didn't know. I didn't get your memo, guys. You didn't tell me. <laughs> huh? I, I, what? I actually, I actually don't have a Safari Tough shirt. You're, you're gonna be Detar, right? Yeah, you'll have to come by. Uh, I'll, and get be, one. I'll be stopping by to buy one. Yeah, I got, these, new, I got some new ones. These are newer. Yeah, the, the tan even, ones. You still have those? Huh? You, do you still have those uh, dark gray sweatshirts? Yeah. The, yeah. Those are. Yeah, bring some of those, please, if you don't mind. Yeah. No, I'll have, <laughs> just, I'll just have, for Chris. <laughs> yeah, sir. I always hope it gets cold in the middle of the summer because yes. if people come by and buy sweatshirts because they didn't bring a coat, right? Know? Yes. If it gets I, cold enough, 
I bought a uh, uh, takedown bag from you at Kalamazoo this year, and that oh. that is one of that is one of my favorite bow bags I've bought. Just I, I love the the fleece uh, liner. Did you get for, a smaller one, or you get the big case? I got the smaller one. It's probably about like yeah, like that. Gazelle, yeah. yeah, 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 the gazelle, yeah. And just the the limb the limb pockets are awesome. The 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 fleece that's great. I love that because every every time you buy a bag, it's got like crappy. Uh, like a crappy way to store your limbs, and they always get scratched or something like that. So that's that's a sweet oh, yeah. setup. I like it a lot. Oh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. How'd you how'd you get started with Safari Tough? How'd that how'd that all start? Um, I was planning on retiring from my regular job, which I did for forty two years. At uh, I fixed elevators and escalators. Okay, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I wanted. I was only I'm six. Well, I'm sixty two now. I'll be sixty three soon. And I, uh, I wanted to have something. I like you know. I I I've been. I don't know how to put it. I mean, I'm so interested in our traditional archery and hunting, mainly killing stuff with my bow, trad bow. But I just wanted to have something else to do and, and that. So Rod Jenkins was getting ready to sell Safari Tough. He was he hadn't put it up or anything. It just I talked to him a lot. We're good friends. And Denny Sturgis mentioned to me that he was thinking about getting rid of it. He's just wanted to coach and uh so I approached him and we worked out a deal and I got it. Awesome. So I I've had it about two years now, I think. I for, I forgot Rod started that. Yeah, back I think I, I asked him, and he told me he had to think about it, but it was like 2006 or 2008. So you had so it for a I've bit. Seen the, I've seen the tabs for a long time, the Ron yeah. Jenkins tab. Yep. I don't know if that's been around oh, yeah. longer, maybe, but... Yeah, no, no. Um, I'd say... I don't know. I think the Arrow Masters, the back river, has been yeah. around the longest. When he got started, I think that was kind of the thing that got him going. And uh, there's still people carrying them things around from that long ago too. Oh yeah. Not, and I've made some big changes on them to to make them a little bit better and stuff, but they're just not wearing out. Same with the tabs. Guys come up to me and say, "Hey, I've had this tab for four years," and I, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, <laughs> it's like the best worst yeah, thing, right? Yeah, I want to. I want to buy. I need to buy a backup tab. I've had this one for four years. I'm starting to worry I might lose it or something. And then what? So I don't know what it is with the new ones, but I probably started shooting the Safari Tough tabs maybe a little bit before you bought the company. And I've had uh, four or five now, and the two newest ones I bought from you at Compton. Those are by yeah. far my favorites. They are. They're. They're. Yeah. I mean, we're getting a very, very high quality cordovan and putting in them. And uh, uh, Scott Tiesner, he's a master leather crafter in Cody, Wyoming. He cuts all those are cut by hand. I mean, they're not punched out and stuff. Every one of those he cuts and does all the work by hand. So they're not they're not cheap to make just with the price of cordovan leather. They're oh yeah, very expensive actually. They look sharp. But, but- but like you said, four years later, you know, yeah, you start yeah. dividing the yeah. price of the tab by year. I grabbed one. It doesn't have the latest cordovan in that we started using about a year ago, but it had it had some cordovan in it uh, that Scott had had when he was making them for uh, Scott started making them for Rod, and then for whatever reason quit, and then they were getting made somewhere else, and then I brought it back with Scott doing them and. 
I got some of that initial cordovan, and I've been shooting the same exact tab for oh, over two years now just to see what it'll do, what it take. I mean, the same one every hunt, every day, everywhere, you know, and there's there's no sign. I mean, you can tell it's been around, but there's no sign of the cordovan giving out or tearing or anything like that. Awesome. I know. My favorite things about the newer ones is they're a little thicker. I'm assuming yeah. that's going to change batch to batch to batch. No, no, no. Oh, they're that's all, even better to hear. Yeah, no, they should. Where we're getting the cordovan and stuff, it's been, it's been staying really, really consistent. And yeah, it is a little bit thicker than the original ones I got from Scott um, with the cordovan he had. And when we switched and went to another place, um, for one thing, going to the other place, we could readily get it, which is awesome. It can be hard to get. And, uh, but, uh, you know, you're having, we're buying thousands of dollars worth at a time to be able to make, you know, make a few tabs. Um, it's kind it, of crazy it, to think about a tab that way. <laughs> thousands of dollars of materials to yeah, make a tab, I mean, but it's a, awesome. A, yeah, a piece that's pushing around two square foot, not even, just that leather's like $250. Cordovan's wow. scary expensive. Yeah, I mean, it's horse leather, from my understanding. Yeah, yeah, you get yeah, yeah, it is. It's off a horse's ass. And Scott says it's not even really leather; it's like a membrane off of it. And you okay. only get you only get round patches. They get like like an oval patch off part of it, and a piece, you know, that's I don't even know if it's two square foot. It's just very expensive to do or to buy that, you know, and that's which. For what they are and how long they last, I don't consider them that expensive. No, it's you know, I always thought cordovan tabs were a little pricey, and then for a while there, I was making my own tabs, and I was like, oh, I'll get some cordovan. Looked it up. I did not buy cordovan for my tabs. Yeah, because <laughs> you got to buy a pretty good amount. You know, you'd yeah. you'd have to spend three hundred dollars on just to get enough just to buy cordovan to make a tab or two. Yeah, you know, yeah. Wow, so, I had no idea. And I'm already, I'm already, you know, not making a great amount. Right. You know, what, are, what, are, what are they running for? Like forty five? Forty five on my website. Yeah. Which, which I mean, in, in all regards, with- that's kind of the the norm. I think. I think most like most people that are making tabs are spending about forty forty five bucks on them. You know. I, I, yeah. I mean, there's just so much work goes into these and that. It's just mm-hmm. it's incredible. You know? Yeah, it's I not a. I don't know what I don't know what to say. I mean, they're they're well worth it. They're going to last. Yeah. You know, you you get a year out of a $35, $40 bowstring, you know? And so what if you're going to get 4 or 5 years out of tab, you know? If you and you might you'll probably get more than that out of the tabs yeah. we're making now. If you don't lose them. Yeah, just just buy two. Them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually bought three at Compton. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went and bought uh uh some of that tent guideline yeah uh yeah it's got a reflector strip in it yep i, I dropped my tab out of the stand last year at night and oh, i couldn't yeah. find that damn thing save my soul so i put a piece of reflector i'm using that cord in my tab now just so at least flashlight, flashlight yeah i'll be able to find it if it's, I instead drop of it. instead of paracord that's that's genius i like that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of my, that, I don't know why that reminded me, one of my proudest moments, I did an all-day sit last year in Massachusetts, and it was probably, I don't know, a few hours into it, and I'm like, where the heck did my bow tip protector go on my bottom limb? 
I'm like, I don't know, must have lost it. So when I got down at the end of the night, I found it. A little brown bow tip protector. Yeah. I could not believe it. <laughs> yeah. Your eyes are still good. Yeah. 27-year-old yeah, eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I, I always have one on the top and one on the bottom. I'm a so bottom-only type of guy. Yeah, see? There you go. Then when you lose it, you can't grab one off the other end and put it on there. See, that's brilliant. 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 <laughs> I'd have a hard time looking at it. I know that shouldn't matter, but... Looking at it? It's just, like, I love... Like, limb tips are just subtly beautiful to me. And, like... Yeah, that, I know, that is right true. Here. That is true, though. That's true. And, I don't know, just looking down, Cena. <laughs> Butt-ugly limb tip protector <laughs> walking through the woods. Shit brown. Yeah. Yeah, a bow is just a tool to me. Yeah. They make, they make them all the time. Yeah, they make See, there's them no animals up day. here, so I gotta look at something. Oh, he's sitting your stand and stare at your bow tip instead of looking for where the deer are coming from. Exactly. Nice bow tip on there, huh? <laughs> That's why I shoot pretty arrows, too. Oh, jeez. Uh, oh, are you boy. recording all this? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Is that okay? If there's anything you want us to I hope out. so. I'm going to want to talk for an hour and then start. <laughs> oh, man, we're, we're, just, we're straight professional here. Don't worry. You'll be, <laughs> you're, you're in good hands. <laughs> oh, man. Part of the reasons this all started is you're like, you know, there's a lot of serious podcasts out there. And then you go to all these shows like Kalamazoo and you laugh your butt off the entire time talking to people. I'm like, this is way more entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, no lie. Hopefully, learn a little bit through it, but <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, I don't know what, but yeah, <laughs> Not much I've definitely I've said some things on here and gotten texts from friends. <laughs> did you really say that about your wife on the podcast? Yes, I did compare it to a dog, actually. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Early boy. stages of pregnancy, she had a really good nose, and we were talking about rabbit hunting. So I referenced <laughs> getting her on some oh, rabbits. My. This is going downhill quick. Oh my god! All right, oh, man. Should, should we change paces here? What what, uh, what have you been up to uh, up to since you killed a, a polar bear? What have you been up to after that? How'd you top that off? Uh, or how I, will you? Or how will you? Yeah. How will I? Yeah. Well, I got a chance this fall. I I went to uh, Alberta black bear hunting at a place that has really big black bears, and they killed some twenty inches lives there. But I never even saw one. Yeah. I, uh, Never saw a shooter. I saw a bunch of bears. I don't know how many. Some of them were probably the same bear. I came back. The last night I was there, the guy really thought I was going to, they had a good one on camera and really thought I was going to get a shot and come back. And he says, how many bears you see? And I said, well, somewhere in the 50s. He goes, 50s? I said, yeah. They kept leaving. Another bear would come in. You know, they were just rotating back and forth and coming in and that, you know. But, uh, uh, no, I didn't get an opportunity, but I'm hoping that uh, I drew a elk tag in Arizona with uh, 20 points for oh, this year. That'll be a good one. Oh. And I don't have a bull. I've shot 10 or 11 elk, but I don't have a bull over 300 inches. So I hired a guide for the whole season, for the two-week season in Arizona. And uh, I'm hoping that get somebody calling for me and because uh, usually I just hunt on my own. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm hoping that's my that's my big play and opportunity to 
kill a bull that's up in the three. I'm hoping over three twenty, somewhere with, up in there. With uh, twenty points, is probably a really good unit, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a decent unit. It's not one of the best ones. What mm-hmm. I did is, um, he talked me into going there. He said it's a sleeper unit where I'm going. And uh, last year they killed a what do you say a four hundred three and Ooh. like a three ninety. And uh, he himself shot a three sixty five. All right, think. something like that. He says there's big ones there. It doesn't. So I trust him. I've shot coos, hunted with him before, and killed coos here and and stuff. And so I, uh, no, I trust the guy in that. So I'm hoping it works out. I mean, it's still hunting, you yeah. know. And hope they have a good, good wet summer so that um, they have a good chance to grow, get a lot of feed and grow. But uh, and I drew a Montana tag for elk too, so. I'm going there the middle of September, and then around the 1st of October, I'll head out to Montana and go hunt elk there. Their bow season runs till the 16th of October, I believe. Something oh, awesome. Like that, which is late for an archery elk season to run. Yeah. Um, to where there's no guns in it. but um, hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that works out, too. But I, I got – I don't have – I mean, uh, Montana, there's good bulls and stuff, but it's not – it's not going to be the opportunity like going where I'm going to Arizona. You know, I'm going up to Montana with two friends that I go with every year, hunting on our own. You just got to take off and walk and walk and walk to find the animals. And uh, Arizona should be should be good. Yeah, is is Montana a backpack hunt or is that are you working out of a? Um, no, I mean we hunt out of the main camp. Okay. But it depends if I if I go on a good hike and I find some elk somewhere then. Normally, I'll take my stuff and I'll, yeah. I'll go out and stay, take stuff to stay. I always take stuff with me to stay. Um, uh, last year in Colorado, I found a canyon. There was hunters everywhere. And I found a canyon that um, it was very hard to get into. I dropped off into it with the intention of no way going back up the same way I went down and uh, hoping to find a better way out, and I did. And so I ended up going back and forth to hunt but i was just getting worn down so i took my stuff and stayed up there and uh, i was into elk every morning and every night nice. and screaming and stuff yeah and i called in i called in a couple bulls um i had one at 15 yards that i couldn't get a shot oh yeah and uh another one i had it i think it was i ranged it too i think it was like 45 or 50 or Something like that, which if I could have got a good open broadside shot with him standing raking a tree, he was raking a tree when I was going back and forth with him, I, I would have shot, but I couldn't get a good, really good, clean shot at him. So, yeah, I don't lob arrows normally. When you, uh, when you go into a situation like that where you're planning on finding a different way out, what's, what's your thought process about, you know, if you were to successfully shoot an elk in that scenario? Just find a way. <laughs> Mark a way out. You know, it's. it's it, I've always I mean, wondered that when you hear that. I, I, I'm sure I could have found a hard way out, but I was looking for a way, you know, an easy yeah. way out and an easy way in. And and even easy wasn't easy, but it was way better than the way I came down into it and stuff. And there was like sidewalls on it that were steep and they were growing up, but they were rocky and and it just it's just difficult, very difficult and. And going up high and then having to drop off. I just found a good way up the bottom, and that way it's easier to play the wind and stuff. 
um, in the morning and the thermals are coming down and and that. So uh, if you enter from the bottom and going uphill, you know, you can hunt into it better and stuff. So, but no, and, and with uh, now with like, what is it, Onyx maps or base maps or that's just, that's just an amazing, amazing thing to have. To, oh, yeah. It's, it's crazy. I, I did, I did down, I posted a, a picture of it um, using that and using the tracking so you can see exactly where you walked. I did get messed up in a Georgia swamp hunting hogs. And when you looked at my map after I got back, there's one spot where I'm just, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Doing right figure forth, eights. Right yeah, I was. It was just, and what it was is I kept, I couldn't cross water. I kept hitting water. Oh. And I think the, I think what happens, you start walking and the app doesn't catch up with you fast enough. Gotcha. You think you're walking on the trail, and then the map app catches up, and you hit more water. And you know, I mean, I think that's what it was. It was just so hard. There was just the there was so much water there, and I was I, I was avoiding it. I didn't have hip boots on, and it it looked like a mess where I was in one spot. You know, just back and forth. You could oh, see where funny. I walked in, and then I just walked all the way into the timber and came back out, and then it was just a mess in one spot. It was. Look silly as hell. You think? I was, I was <laughs> oh, that's so, crazy. But but most of the time, it's you can drop pins and stuff and walk right into them and that. I mean, it's a it's a great great tool. And one bad thing is it's everybody can do it now. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No one no one's afraid to go anywhere because they can open that up. And even though I have it still, I always take note of what directions what and. And you know, kind of have it in my head. Get in now. Usually, what that'll do really is save you steps. If you need to get around, get around a big bunch of deadfalls. Um, I hit some deadfalls. I hadn't been in deep enough last year, and I hit this deadfall for us. And I actually walked up on deadfalls for probably a hundred yards and never got down to the ground. And wow. it was getting annoying and. I'm I'm afraid I'm not quite as agile as I used to be, and deadfalls always have like big knives sticking off of them, you know, where the mm-hmm. branches broke up, and and I walked and walked, and I was really getting tired of it, and I finally got through to the end, and when I got to the end, it was like a four foot drop, and I don't <laughs> I don't jump just jump off four feet anymore either. I don't jump off two feet, you know. I want to sit down on my ass and slide off, but but. <laughs> But I, I got down. I sat down on it and just dropped off of it. Threw my bow down in the grass and got off but of it. But uh, there's uh, a lot of beetle kill out where I was hunting. And so now where you used to be able to hike game trails and hunt and be quiet and that, it's just deadfalls all over. Oh, that's crazy. And, and yeah. you got to go around them a lot of times and stuff. And blowdowns so, and things like that. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty wild. Yeah. From the beetles killed tons of trees. Yeah. Out just tons of them it, it's terrible yep have you looked at the terrain at all where you're going in arizona is it kind of plain no, or not, i don't want to say plains um, but no i'm sure there'll be it's up it's up by flagstaff oh that's so a cool area gonna, yeah it's gonna yeah. i'm sure it's gonna be canyons and mm-hmm. and i've been up around that area before you know and and that so um i'm sure there'll be a little climbing and stuff like that yeah it's, no a, it's a pretty area yeah. 
Yeah. Arizona's a great state. It's neat how it changes. Like when you come out of Phoenix and make your way up in the mountains and the, the geography just changes drastically mm-hmm. every couple hours. It's a pretty cool state. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been up north and drove around and I don't know if I ever hunt. I'm, did I hunt mule deer up there? Seems to me I might have hunted mule deer up there one winter, but I don't remember now. I remember a, my, a guide I had up there. He says, yeah, you guys want to see a 370 bull? And this is in winter. This is well, well after season. This is like in January, pushing January or that. He said, yeah, and by God, he, we went out and drove around up there, and we found a bull that was up in that 370 category or 380 maybe. He said, he says, that bull, I'm going to kill that bull next fall. And by God, he he found it, and killed it. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's you know, with with a client, yeah, them yeah. guys are good. I mean, they know when they guide up there and do it enough and glass. And this guy was just phenomenal at glass, and and uh, uh, they're they're in that stuff enough, and that's what they do and do every year, and and they're out there even when it isn't season, looking and finding those bulls, you know, seeing what they're doing. Yeah. Dumb. You made it down to uh, Texas too this year, right? Oh yeah, I was odd dad hunting. Yeah, how'd that now, go? I the very first day I had a monster odd dad at oh it was like eighteen yards or something Oof. come through. I was in some cliffs. Yeah, and everything was just out from where we were. I mean, it was straight down, and everything went by me out where I could see it, except that one hugged the cliff. And he stayed tight. And when he came out, I just had a little opening. Um, we didn't even know where he was at exactly. We just knew he was with the group and coming through. And uh, he came through, and he appeared. And of course, never hunting odd dads before, it takes me a little bit longer to say, oh, yeah, that's the ram, you know. <laughs> but because uh, I didn't want to shoot. I want to shoot a good ram. And... Uh, he just came through the opening too fast, and I couldn't get yeah. shot at him. And I saw lots of them. There was there was Audad all over this place. Cool trip, huh? But yeah, it's it's very cool, and it's they're up in cliffs, and you got to practice. You really need to practice, and I have nowhere to do it in Michigan. Um, you really need to practice shooting off cliffs, straight up and, and down almost. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's you can't go down like. Where a lot of these places where you would be shooting at them, there's no way down. You'd have to go around. Go around, hike back oh, up. Okay. Find, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Or or maybe you can find a place to get slide down through, too. I mean, it's all over. But that that shooting straight down, you know, you may, you may it may be 85 yards to the odd dad in a 20-yard shot. You know, you shoot it for 20. Yeah, that's and crazy. Stuff like that. And when you start getting too steep, the range finders, because I have an angle compensating range finder, and when you start getting too steep, the range finders actually can't calculate, and you even have to take, Snyder was, actually Snyder was guiding me, and Aaron Snyder, and he was telling me that, you know, we'd, we'd have some other, he said, come up there, you're probably going to have to take an extra three yards off of what the range finder says. So... um Shooting them without a range finder, you know, without gapping in a range finder would just be, uh, you'd be poking and hoping. I'm telling you, without, without having, because this, you know, when it's that far away, your eyes say, oh yeah, that's, you know, that's <laughs> 75 yards, but you got to shoot it for 25, you know, or 30 or, or whatever. Crazy. So, that is wild. Yeah. yeah that's, yeah. it's neat. It's, it was a lot of fun and, uh, good weather and, and uh, I 
could, if I want to, I could have got shots at Havelina. But I've already killed a couple. And I just wanted to shoot Nod, Dad. I didn't yeah. want to dick around. Was that, was that your first time down there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah down there. Down there, honey. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've hunted hogs in Texas a couple times. Yeah. Actually, I hunted, I went on, uh, Wenzel's used to put together hunts. Okay. Mary Wenzel, and I, I went with them and hunted hogs a couple times. I yeah. bet you that was fun. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I bet you some stories. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, and I stayed in the cabin with those two guys. <laughs> and I'm telling you, that was that was an experience in all its own. It was it was, it'd been worth the price of admission if I couldn't hunt just to stay and hang with them guys, you know. Oh, that'd be a riot. They're quite a pair, yeah. yeah. You get some of the blooper scenes from some of their videos at the end. I can't even imagine if that was just like... The entire trip. I, I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I've known him for quite a while now, and and that. So I knew Gene a little better than Barry. I mean, I talked to Gene and been around him a lot more and stuff. And uh, but uh, they're they're just really good guys, really fun to hang with. I mean, they have stories that are just I I some I wouldn't even repeat to anybody because I mean just because of they weren't really bad. For them guys or that, but you never know what somebody wants to see and what they don't. Yeah. So you know, and sometimes stories that uh, things other guys did, you know. Exactly. You know, that they witnessed, and uh, so I don't. But it was worth it. It, it was. A, it was a blast. Yeah, they're clearly having a good time. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know why, but for some reason, you mentioned coos deer earlier in the podcast, and I have no idea why I'm inquiring about coos deer. But what was it like hunting them? You just don't hear about coos deer that often. Oh, they're very, very, very difficult to spot and stalk, and you can get it done. Uh, the great thing about it, you hunt those in the wintertime. Like, okay. You go down south. They're ruts in uh, January. Oh, no kidding. And a lot of guys go to Mexico to hunt them because there's really big ones in Mexico. I shot mine with Ward's Outfitters in Arizona quite a few years ago. And I hit Pope and Young one. And we were hunting them out of blinds and that. And uh, so I was able to. And my nephew, I took my nephew when he was 15 years old. I took him down there to hunt him. Stephen Ward, he ran a deal where if you could bring your kid for half price. Oh, cool. And so I paid for hunt for me and took my 15-year-old nephew, and he killed a, a Cota Mundi, a Javelina, and a Coos deer all on that <laughs> same hunt. Yeah, he was tickled to death. It was funny. We were we were flying home because he – I don't know if he'd even been whitetail hunting yet when he was 15. I think he just started. And we're flying home on the plane. He looks at his Uncle Randy. He says, this is really fun flying down here and hunting. I said, "Yeah, just remember one thing, buddy. You got to have a job to do this." <laughs> so, so, uh, but I took him, and then he he had quite the run. I took him uh, on a black bear hunt the, that spring, and he shot a shot a bear. And I took him antelope hunting that fall, and he killed a uh, killed an antelope. So he's doing all right. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and everybody was everybody was calling me Uncle Randy after that. <laughs> my friends and that were calling me Uncle Randy. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Oh, that's so, great. But it was fun. I I get more nervous. I sat with him when he shot that coast deer, and I'm I'm sitting next to him, and you got to aim low on him, and 
it just can be very difficult. Now, a big know. coos deer is still like a small whitetail, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This was a spike, spike buck, so it wasn't big at all. But they're so quick. And we're sitting there, and I'm saying, okay, you know, he's coming. I say, okay, get ready. You know, I'm whispering to him. We're in the blind. And sitting there. And, and uh, I look over to him. I'm going to go, okay, calm down, buddy. Calm down. I felt <laughs> it, it was my knee shaking against his. He wasn't shaking. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and he draws up he draws up and uh the deer i i don't know if you heard something or that and he looked real quick and i said don't shoot don't shoot we're sitting there for a minute and uh for a second the deer looks away and puts his head down he says now uncle randy and i go oh and the arrow's off oh <laughs> <laughs> And he got him then. So, That's yeah, it was, awesome. it was funny. It's fun. I I really enjoyed it. The excitement those kids have, you know, when they get something and and stuff. So it's better than killing something yourself. Oh, it, it yeah, just, just incredible. I took his brother hunting a couple years ago on a or maybe it's been longer than that now. That was yeah, because it's before COVID. So, I took his brother, younger brother, up on a bear hunt in New Brunswick, and he shot a black bear. And, it was just, it wasn't a very big one. You you know, you thought he shot a 500-pounder. <laughs> you know, he was just so thrilled. He was, he might have been 16, 17, something like that, 16 maybe, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, it's 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 fun watching them kids get stuff and cheering yeah. them on. And that. That's freaking awesome. That is. I, I, can't, I can't wait to get my, I have a, a nine-year-old, and he's been going out with me a little bit, but he hasn't really started hunting himself yet he's uh he's gone out for turkeys pretty much i can't get him out in the winter that much for deer and stuff my 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 buddy had when his boy turned nine this is a long long time ago Mm -hmm. but we uh back then you couldn't even buy compounds hardly right for little kids you know and we took a old martin it was i think called a bobcat then it was a two-wheel compound Mm -hmm. and we short strung it to get his draw length down but then you lose your when you do that you lose your uh, let off, right? So we short strung it and uh, it was about thirty two pounds I think, and we took some bare razor heads and cut them down and made him up some arrows. We made him a little smaller, and that year he's nine. I think he shot two deer that fall, one in Missouri and one in Iowa. No, that's no, all awesome. kidding. Oh yeah, I have I have him set up with a longbow right now and he's been shooting pretty well. And it's it's kind of funny because. Um, Oh man, for the last two years he's been kind of like short drawing it, and his elbows mm-hmm. out. And we went to uh, the sawmill shoot uh, back in June last yeah. month, and all of a sudden he started getting a full draw, and he was tossing arrows. And I was like, "Oh, okay, this is looking good now." So yeah, so I gotta I gotta start getting them ready for hunting season. Um, yeah, I mean you can you can set them up where they can you know the shots are gonna be under ten yards. Yeah, exactly. That's, you know, that's, that's my shot right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's your wheelhouse, huh? <laughs> Ten yards and in, man. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's my wheelhouse. That's my sweet I'll spot right that. there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do. I I, uh, I think I need to try and get him a compound or something because he, he's he's pulling, I think, what was that, Schaefer? Was that like 20, 25 pounds, something like that? Yeah. And it, it, he's definitely struggling with it. You can tell. He needs yeah. something with some let off for well, a little bit. I, I, I look at it like this with little kids. Um, to get them hooked, mm-hmm. you really need them to be successful. Exactly. 
And they got to enjoy it, yeah. I, I won my nephews, you know. I gave them recurves to shoot and stuff, but I, I, they had this, my nephew that did all that killing, he had a compound sights and release, mm-hmm. you know. But now he's hooked on hunting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's, that's where you start. He'll, yeah, and hoping he'll, you know, try the trad thing. He's got bows there. I've left them both bows. My one nephew that I took and shot the bear, same thing with him. But uh, he really kind of dug the recurve. We we walked out when we first got to bear camp. They had a bear target set up. We were in a parking lot, but you could see a bear target through the woods. And I said I said to him, we had our bows out there and just set them up. And I said, let's see you put one in that bear. Was, he goes, that's a long ways. I said, well, it's. I sat there looking for a little bit, and I go, it's 60 yards. And he goes, can't shoot that far. I said, you got all that bow in your hand. You can't shoot that shot. He <laughs> said, you do it. So I, I shot and I hit just like a quarter inch out of the vital low when I shot it, you know, just cold off the thing. And it, it got him thinking that maybe you could could kill something with a recurve, you know. Awesome. He saw me make that shot. And then there's another buddy there that wouldn't shoot it either that far. He he said he didn't he just hunts whitetails and he said he didn't have a sixty yard pin to do it. So how'd you get started on the, the recurve traditional well, path. I started I started deer hunting in 1974 mm-hmm. with with a recurve. There wasn't any. Oh, okay. I don't I don't really think. I mean, the Allen compounded came out, maybe maybe something else, but they weren't stores or anything like that. Right. And uh, I had, I actually I started shooting uh, when I was a little kid. I think like and you hear it so many times the old Robin Hood movie, them guys shooting yep. bows and stuff. And when I was real little and and made some stuff, but, but, uh, second, I don't want my hand there. Um, so, but anyway, then I went to Boy Scouts and that's where I really kind of got, got the fever of it is shooting. They had, you could shoot archery every day and they had fiberglass, just fiberglass bows and some arrows. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, I went home and got a fiberglass bow, I believe, and shot it a little bit. And then I went and bought a, at Kmart, I bought a 37, mom probably bought it for me. I bought a 37 pound, uh, dart and, uh, one piece recurve. And, uh, I remember then I, that was 30, yeah, it was 37 pounds and I shot it, shot a few rabbits with it, I know. And I don't know if I shot any squirrels or anything. I know I shot a couple rabbits for that. Anyway, then I wanted, I wanted deer hunt and, I had to sell. I had to, so I'd have enough money. I had to sell that thirty-seven pound dart <laughs> to get enough money to go buy a fifty-five dollar bear super grizzly Victor at, at a sporting goods store in our little town. They had one, uh, and then I had that year. I shot fiberglass arrows, uh, micro flights, I think they were called, and uh, with uh, bear razor heads and. And I wish I had a good story about shooting a deer, but I didn't kill a deer the first first five years I think I hunted. I, I was 14. Yeah, I don't think I killed one until I was 19 years old. But there in Iowa then, there were no deer. I mean, if you went out and could find some tracks and stuff, you were doing pretty good. And I hunted state ground, and, and uh, I don't think I even saw a deer. The first year, but but I also say when I'm 14, mom's got to take me out and drop me off. It's not yeah. like I can go out all the time, you know, yeah. and and stuff. And I'd go stay at a friend's house, uh, 
and we'd hike about three miles. He he hunted too, and that's how I got a little deeper into it because his brother, older brother, did it, and then he did it, and then we were friends in high school, and I'd go out to his place and stay overnight because we couldn't drive, and we'd get up at three in the morning and hike down to a river bottom to hunt. Yeah, that sounds a lot like my 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 kid my childhood. Like my buddy was, yeah. yeah my my parents didn't hunt, you know. My dad wasn't a hunter, and uh, yeah, mine and so, either. So I always went to my friend's house, and and they had a good amount of property, and we'd always just kind of sleep over and go out in the morning, hike out there. That yeah, was and fun. Then, and then uh, back then to uh, the wide world, wide wide world of sports. Oh yeah, Kirk Gowdy. Yep. Every once in a while, they'd have Fred Bear on there. Yep. Some Fred Bear movies. Sunday nights at that. seven. Yeah, I, I don't remember when it was, but yeah. I remember that, yeah. Same, same night Bonanza was on, and, and Wonderful World of Disney, or just Walt Disney, or whatever it yep, was. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Sunday nights, so, I, I remember those well. <laughs> what was, what was, uh, I can say, I can say I at least watch the bear videos on v, VCR. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. That was pre-DVDs, at least. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> We always used to get a kick out of, out of there was always Jim who was on the front of the, the the Land Cruiser or something that would go to check the line to make sure it was dead and Jim was always a different guy every week, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh the, the, yeah. What was that? Other, what was that? Uh, no, Jim was on. Uh, what was Jim? Utah Omaha's, Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Yes, that, yeah, that's yeah. what was on yeah. Wild Kingdom. Jim yeah, would go the, check the line. That, that was on Sunday nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was like it was like a charging elephant can be dangerous if yeah. you were ever charged by an elephant. Make sure you have the right insurance. Mutual of Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> my brother and I used to piss our pants laughing because it was always Jim to go check the line or whatever yeah. the hell it was. It was dead, and Jim was always a different guy every week. Yeah. Marlon Perkins. Yep, Marlon. Yes. The host in that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It was Mutual Omaha. Yeah, I remember it. And that, no. that was on Sunday night. Yeah. The yep. other, uh, wide, wide world of sports or whatever, that was on Saturdays. Okay. Saturday I think. Something like that. I, anyway, when I was little. Back when TV was good. I, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, you, so anyway, no, I didn't, I, I, I actually got, went into a compound when I was, I shot my first deer with a compound and then, uh, when I was 19 and going to college then, and, uh, actually I, I missed some classes or something. I don't remember what it was. I went out hunting that night, killed my first deer. But, uh, anyway, I, uh. I was in a in a store. I think I shot the first two deer. I think I shot with a compound, and I'd have to look. But and then I was in a sporting goods store, and this was in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I lived in, grew up in Solon, Iowa, a little tiny town. And they had a Hoyt. It had a whole bunch of target bows. Uh, back then they were TD twos, TD threes, and that. And they had a bunch of target bows that were sixty three inches long that weren't target weight. They were like at my draw. They were like seven pounds, and they uh, they uh, painted them camo, and they sent like three of them out to different stores. Like everybody would get three of them, and I went in and it looked really neat. They had a neat autumn paint job on it, and I picked it up and went and shot it. You know, and it's ILF limbs on them and that, and uh, I think just shot like a dream, and I couldn't believe it. And, uh, so I, I mean, I went and bought that bow right then and there. I think they were like 130 bucks or something like that for them. But, uh, that's what got me back, brought me back in then is when I had a good bow in my hands. 
What? And it shot so well. How, how long till you got your first deer with it? With the recurve? I think that year I shot one. It's not that year. It was the next year I shot. And I think I was, I had a picture I posted one day of a long, it was a long, long time ago. And then I had, I mean, we, my buddy had one too. After he shot mine, he ran right up and bought one. And we had big, you know, stabilizers off. I might have had two stabilizers off, one off the main, and then they had a whole layer. And I think I shot a launcher rest and shot Marcos veins on, uh, I think, Daughtery Natural aluminum arrows then. And uh, I don't know what broadhead I had. But, uh, yeah, I shot, and I think the first deer I shot was a button buck. I thought it was a year and a half doe, and it was a button buck. And Denny's, Denny, Denny always asked me if uh, somebody called the button puck police on me after I did that. <laughs> He's highly against shooting button bucks, and I am too. I don't like shooting them either. Right. Funny, but you shoot them where I live either, you know, or on my, in my ground. But, uh, no, I thought that was pretty – I never heard that one before, calling the button buck police. <laughs> and that was it? You were hooked after that? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then it was um, – I had – that would have been in the early 80s, and then about 88 or 89, I got target panic really bad. I mean, really bad. And I went and got a compound, and that two years, I had a compound. I shot some animals with it. I shot 80 pounds, and I shot barebow fingers. And I had a riser break in half on me at full draw, took the top wheel in my head. Yikes. And I broke two sets of limbs and a set of cables on a couple different brands of bows. And the thing I didn't even realize, and back then when bows were like 50% let off, here I'm shooting an 80-pound bow. I'm still hold, holding 40 pounds. Mm-hmm. Yep. If I was smart enough then, all I had to do was go buy a 45-pound recurve. <laughs> yeah, you know, seriously. I didn't, don't know any better. Yeah. You're right. It was the, well, nobody has I, I grew up shooting, you know, I shot 70-pound bows most of my life. Yeah. How many people back then did you know that hunted with a 45-pound bow, though? Uh, Nobody, right? I don't know. No, not Yeah. Many. If anybody was light, it was 55, probably. How, how'd you that, get over... I, I, I called 55 pounds a kid's bow, you know, back then. <laughs> and really, I mean, that's no, you're the right, way yeah. it works. Yeah. I'm shooting 52. God. Yeah. Hey, I'm shooting 54 <laughs> right now. But I'm an old man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. So how'd you get how'd you get over your target panic? What'd you do? Who said I was over it? <laughs> how did you manage it? <laughs> you, you look good when you shoot, so what the hell are you doing? <laughs> well, I I uh never over it. I gotta work at it every day. Yeah. You know? And still little things will pop up sometimes, locking up below the target. You know, yeah, uh, it's a constant battle. It is. It's a constant battle. It, thank God we're not the only ones, right? I mean, it's, I think everybody goes through it, even though. I mean, I, I had a clicker on solid for a couple years. Yeah, and that was that was the worst thing I did. Don't and they? There's nothing wrong with throwing a clicker on, but clicker doesn't do you any good if you don't have a good shot. If you don't have good yep. form, yeah, it, it's a patch, and if you're real close. You know, you can hit stuff and kill stuff and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the clicker became a collapse timer for me. 
because that's my that's my big big problem now is collapsing on a shot, not pulling through with good back tension. I get it. And that clicker just you know I I, I rest I, I you shouldn't and what I tend to do is I rest at full draw while I'm aiming the bow. And oh yeah. Time, and when it's time to shoot, you can't regain that. No. Nope. Regain that pulling yep. with your back again once you've once you've let that all let off and release that tension and that it's hard to get it back when you're already pulling on the string. Yeah, you're hundred percent right on that. And so, um, getting through the clicker, yeah, I was, could get through it, but there's a lot of times it take me, you know, people would see me just, they, they'd sit there and cringe and everything. I'm sitting there at full draw shaking cause I won't give up. You know, you're just a quitter if you let up. Right. So, yes. So, and I keep pulling and finally, I, you know, but I wasn't pulling right. I was pulling with my shoulder. Shoulder. I had a tight forearm and mm-hmm. and not not pulling with a relaxed hand, relaxed forearm, and just pulling with my back. So, um, as a result, that clicker, all that clicker did is make it worse and make it clicker worse. panic. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I could get the full draw and aim, and I still I still can most of the time. I don't have that problem too much locking up low, and that. Um, sometimes locking up low is when uh, I find is uh, I'm tens- I'm tensioning up my head, my neck. I'm not not relaxed and just using my back on the shot, and then it, it's hard to hard to come up and aim. But uh, uh, yeah, that clicker was shooting him for that long and stuff. Um, when I when I first went to a clicker, I could drive tax with it, and I was because I was having trouble, and I just just it was just painful to watch me shoot shoot some arrows and i put a clicker on and because all i was doing was working form that clicker was easy to shoot and uh i mean i i was so cocky with it i i knew if i had a turkey at 30 yards you know a turkey target i was going to be in the vital i was shooting so well with that at the when i first went to it Mm -hmm. um i went to new zealand right then after i went to it and I was in a blind and had a red stag at about 25 yards, and it was quartering. And I shot it, and my my guide's going, "Oh, you got a bit of gut, mate." And I go, "No, <laughs> just watch, Colin." He goes, "No, no, you're too far back, man." I said, "Just watch, Colin." And that thing went about 40 yards and just fell over dead. And then he's jumping, "Yeah, yeah, great shot, way to go!" You know? <laughs> and 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 I've had that happen more than once. And then I I. I I got up on a goat, a Spanish goat on that same hunt. I was in the cliffs and I was crawling down because I kind of had a bet with a guy. He was shooting a compound and he was telling me in no way I could ever kill one in, with my recurve. He'd been up there trying for two or three days. And, and so I went in, you know, and, uh, I came down and I had about a, oh, maybe a four inch gap to shoot an arrow through to kill this goat through the rocks. And I just pasted him and he fell and he rolled about 300 foot down the mountain to, and that but uh and that that was then but the trouble with that and that's that's fine and that's dandy but the whole thing is what i'm saying is you can you can run off in these i don't know if y'all call them tangents or what by using that clicker like that you really got to keep practicing your form so that you shoot you still got to shoot the bow like a bow's meant to be shot to shoot that clicker correctly you know, it's 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 just kind of a band aid to to get you by. It takes your mind out of the shot. 
It does. Well, it, it breaks Occup- your shot. Occupies breaks, your mind. Yeah, it breaks your shot up. Mm-hmm. It forces you to break your shot up. Because it's hard to say. It can, it can be really hard to aim at a target and pull up, aim, and say, okay, now let's take tension and finish that shot. Mm-hmm. That Breaking that shot, for some reason, that clicker makes it easier to break that shot up. So yeah, it's forcing that, you to go on to the next step. You yeah, know, yeah, no, yeah, I hundred percent agree with you. Something else for your mind, which is, you know, it's good. And I, you, before I ever shot one, I've I've used them for years. Yeah. But normally, what I did is I used them in the winter time for like a draw maybe check, two, week, two weeks, three weeks. Well, and the other thing about the clicker too, which I really liked, is. When you're shooting 50, 60, 70 yards, mm-hmm. you get the same shot every time. You're yeah. getting that same draw every time. Yeah. If, and it's it's hard. It's hard to in a tree stand. It's very hard to bend over for some reason to aim down like that and bend over and get through the clicker. And I'm not sure why, you know, but it's it's difficult. And and I've I've killed animals with my clicker, but probably majority of them click never went off i'd say you know what made you and ditch it because it because it became a collapse timer for me i realized that all okay. it was doing all you know all it was doing was that my shot my shot when i say collapse timer my shot was ruined my whole shot was ruined from using that thing and so i uh i posted that one day too i put them laid them down on a rock I think I, I poured something on him and lit him on fire. I was about to say, I remember, I remember that video of it going on yeah. fire. It was the best thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> From a guy that's used it very minimally, usually on a bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, tr- I tried them. They didn't work for me. I just I felt like it removed my mind from the shot too much, and, and I didn't want that. Well, yeah, and I, I'm, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I. I think they're a good thing. They're a good tool. Oh yeah, and they've uh, saved a lot of people. Clearly, yeah, you know? yeah. Definitely. But it's not a good. It's 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 a patch. It mm-hmm. really is a patch. So nothing else. The best way is just to learn good archery form. You know, I'd, yeah. And Rod Jenkins, I know guys that have gone to him personally. I mean, he runs clinics all over the all over the world, actually. And uh, if you go. If you learn and do what he says and run his steps, if you run his drills, you don't. You learn to have that control mm-hmm. of shooting a good shot. But it's his his what he wants you to do after you've been to the class to achieve it. It's very difficult, and guys don't want to take the time to do it. And I did it one winter. I was running a trad league. And I didn't shoot the league because I wanted to stick with what he said and run his drills. But my problem is I never learned right. And it's like the worst habits I had back in 1985 are just sitting there waiting to come back anytime they can, anytime I give them a chance. Um, One good thing is I don't seem to have the problem on animals. I can pull up and draw on an animal and shoot it. And... uh, I don't get all excited and everything until after after it's over with, and then it's I have the excitement hit me and stuff like that. That's so awesome. I'm, I'm pretty fortunate that way that it because because usually guys will that animal thing. A lot of guys will shoot over because they hurry up and miss. Yeah. Um, I'd say that I, 
I'd say that's probably the biggest thing people do when they miss animals, guys, when they're getting excited and stuff is shoot over them. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, I've done it. I've been through it. I mean, yeah. believe me, I've missed my share of animals through the years and stuff. I sat, I sat in a ground blind. I don't know. This might have been 12, 15 years ago. I sat in a ground blind for seven days in 110 degree heat every day, all day, waiting oh. for an antelope. and never saw an antelope buck come in. Finally, the last day, the last night, a buck came in right before dark, and I shot right over his back. <laughs> That's got to hurt. That's got to hurt. And I, I, I hurried up. I hurried up and missed. I was all excited. Finally got a shot. And I don't know if people I, – I, I actually, and I find it's easier to shoot animals at, at, but not even just animals, but targets. I have an easier time aiming like at 35, at 40 yards, 50 yards. It's easier to aim for me than it is, especially live animals. I don't know if there's anxiety there that you think they're going to see you, you know, when you're at 15 yards. Yeah. 12 yards, 17 yards. You think, oh, they're going to see me draw or something like that, where when you're back farther, I shot I shot a buck one year. I went right. Oh, actually, it's a hundred and I think it's a hundred and thirty eight inch eight pointer. I shot, and I shot. He was at fifteen yards. And I shot white hair off his belly. No kidding. And he ran out and stopped at forty, and I laced him. <laughs> and I, shot, I, I, I shot another buck at fifteen yards, quartered towards me, and I shouldn't have shot. I got cocky, and. Uh, crowded that shoulder and i smacked him right in the shoulder and he ran out and stopped to 65 yards and i laced him and oh, that's arrow in him. but uh just 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 that that longer yardage is it's e- i don't know what it is it's just e- for me it's easier to hold i think i think shooting longer you kind of will expect to miss so you know at 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 15 yards you 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 expect to be perfect. I was about to say, you pressure yeah, yourself. At, Let your guard 50, down. Oh, at 50, you can, you know, if, if you're off four, five, six, seven inches, oh, that wasn't a bad shot for 50 yards, you know? <laughs> so I think there's less anxiety shooting in longer yardage because you don't, oh, if I miss, it's no big deal. It was 55 yards. Yeah. You know? Do you have a, It's expected. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Do you have an aiming method? Do you, are you instinctive? I, I, um, from, from, 25 in, I pretty much shoot like I always did. I used to shoot split fingers and yeah. stick doing that. And I went to three under, wanted to gap. And uh, so from 25 in, I have I have three different anchors. Uh, 25 in, my middle finger in the corner, basically in the corner of my mouth. It's mm-hmm. not quite there. But um, my point on is 25. I drop down to my index finger to the same spot, and it's 35. And I drop down alongside my chin with my middle finger and my index finger kind of makes a little L right here and it sits here. And that's 53 yards. Point on. And, and I have a piece of fluorescent yellow cresting tape on my shelf. And on my third anchor, that cresting tape is 70 yards. Point on. <laughs> so that's how I get out to these longer yardages doing that. I like I it. Mean, that's cool. And guys, guys, you know, guys, I don't know. It's ah, oh, that's way too much thinking, way too much to do. But you know, guys, and, and Denny Sturgis and I both are always saying that you. I got a plan. If I make a bad hit on an animal, 
I got a plan to make another shot to get another arrow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If I need to do it, oh, that's cool. I'm not, I'm not taking shots at 70 yards at whitetails. Right. So I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm waiting. Oh, I might shoot 40. You know, if I'm. But you and usually by hunting season. Now I've been working, working drills up close and and working my way back again and all that to where I'm. And by hunting season, I'll be shooting pretty good to 70 yards. But uh, but. Uh, it's it's uh, it's it's for backup shots. It's a uh, and some places I hunt, you know, you I go on sheep hunts and stuff. Even caribou hunts, you, you're probably good chance you're gonna have to shoot 40, 50 yards if you want to kill something. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because some animals are just out in the open more where you're hunting them. Yeah. How how often are you shooting? Every day. Every day. Nice. I try to. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I try to. I'll be going down to Etar. I won't. I I won't even get to shoot there. Yeah, and we never see you on the. Yeah, but uh, so I'll miss there a little bit. But uh, uh, normally I try to shoot every day, even if yeah, it's same. going out in my driveway at night and turning on the driveway light and and shooting that way you know, and stuff. I'll do it. Get some in, or if it's in the basement in the winter time, I don't get out. I haven't got out as much, but. But I'm pounding the ta- bag at five yards. Yeah, exactly. I, I can sh- I can shoot out the twelve in my basement, but we have a real low drop ceiling, so I have to do all my shots are kneeling. Yeah. But oh, but yeah. it still works. Whatever you know, it's still yeah. shots. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I could I could get farther. I just mm-hmm. know, and I'd have to go from one room to the next. And I just work more on trying to work on form and getting a good shot. But what 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 gets kind of hard for me is I, I'm running drills right now and shooting good shots and start out close and then you shoot some good bunch of good ones and walk back and for me the farther away i get like between between that 20 and 45 yards it's just so hard for me to shoot a good shot and and rod rod told me it's just because i'm changing my priorities and worried about the target where i'm gonna hit yeah Yeah, worried about the where i'm gonna hit not my execution yeah, I, I I totally agree. Like when when I'm blind bailing, I'm I could sit there all day holding, no problem. Yeah. And yeah. the further I get back, the shorter my shot gets. You know, it's the same. It's just it's weird how distance and 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 you're right, your brain changes. Yeah, it's that sight picture and 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 uh, I don't know, I don't know what to do. I I'm it's 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 very discouraging and very annoying. And mm-hmm. if you start getting tired. I, I I don't know if you guys saw it. I posted a picture of my JBL speaker and my yep my uh, little yep. timer I just got because um, I guess it takes 45 seconds for your muscles to totally recover after a shot. So oh, I brought okay. that, I bought that timer and set it on a Yeti cooler and I shoot and then I flip it and I go down I pull I only shoot one arrow at a time when I practice and I go down pull the arrow and walk back and I wait for the timer and then I shoot my next arrow. And I walk down, and I found out at, at 30 yards, if I take my time walking down, pulling around, walking back, it's about 45 seconds exactly. But uh, when you're up close, you know, and, and especially it, it forces shooting one arrow at a time makes you want to really hit it because if you're not going to grab another arrow, you know, if you screw up, it's like, ah, I can, ah, you know, or you make yeah, it Exactly. Better. You always have the next You want to grab another shot right away and shoot it and make it better. But if you just shoot one arrow, it, it, it puts more into your mind is i got to make this one count you know yeah i'm 
I got to wait a whole minute. And a minute's a long time, really. If you're standing at 15 yards or that, and you shoot and go down and pull the arrow and get back, you still got 40 seconds I mean, to go, you know? I was going to say, you hear the Jeopardy music in the background. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's, that's what I should get on my speaker, yeah. When I'm... <laughs> Good idea. Is this your last and final <laughs> shot? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> final shot. Oh, man. So no, if you introduce something new to your shot, Randy, do you start on blank bail when you intro- if you're changing something? Uh, Depending on what it is, I guess. Yeah, I mean... Changing, I'm trying to think what I would do that I would change my shot because I guess just, accuracy just, is just, just such basic, a there's just basic things there's just basic things that you have to do you know yeah um, and the 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 uh, I try to do exactly what Rod says as far as the different steps and that and. Of course, everybody still. I guess you could you could change how you're gripping the bowstring and what you're using. How if you're using two fingers and letting the bottom one slide or stuff like that. But but you know, there's just basic things and basic ways to do stuff that. And and you get we always talk and we call it a three day cure because you'll try something new and you'll just hammer. Oh, for sure. And the next day you'll hammer again. Mm-hmm. And the next day, pretty good. And by the fourth day, you're back where you were, because there's 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 no real cures for just doing ba- shooting basic archery and shooting basic form and using your back and and doing like that, you know, and aiming it. And and what I say is, if you're having trouble getting up on the, you know, like you'll lock up low on the target, you think, oh, I'll just come down from the top. Well. Yeah, that works good the first couple of days, and your mind catches up and says, ha, "Yeah, you thought you were going to beat me, but now you know. Now I got sucker. You. Yeah, yeah. I let you let you go for a couple of days, but no more. Um, I let and, you have your high. And, yeah, and it, it's it's all from not having any. Uh, Trying to think of the word I want. Uh, um, when you try something new. Because it's new, you're not getting any of this anticipation that you should do really well. The honeymoon you know? phase. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and so so it works really well. When in reality, you always end up that you you know you're you're probably going to end up back at at just the basics, the gripping the bow right, not not gripping it hard. I mean, having your feet where they should be. Um, you know, foot placement the same, grabbing the string the same, drawing back with no, not using your forearm and your, you know, your bicep and your shoulders to do it, using your back. I mean, there's just basic things like that that um, uh, you, you just got to do. You know, there's there's no substitute, there's no way around it. And uh, I got to watch what I say about some things. Go ahead, uh, get something up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just got an opinion about how 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 some guys shoot, and certain ways guys shoot, and they can do well, do fine at five, ten yards and stuff. But because guys, I I take some heat for the way I shoot, string walking, yeah. having three anchors and stuff like that, and uh, 
I always ask the guys what they got what they got against uh, hitting with or aiming that. You know, because it's it's whatever you got to do. You know, and and I, I I don't care what anybody does if you know if it makes them accurate. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better for our sport than if everybody never misses. You know, um, uh, no wounded animals. You know, guys always in the vital on three. There's nothing better if guys shot like that all the time. Exactly. So I, I find this one really tricky thing is the bow tends to shoot an arrow, unfortunately, where you're actually pointing it. Always where you aim. Yeah. It, Never where always, you think you are. No, your arrow always. You may drop your bow arm, and that's where the arrow's going, where you aimed. It always goes where you aim. Yeah, it's a real when sucker let, of a move. You, you aim when you let go. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. And you know what else sucks? It's not fair that you got that you got to be like your form has to be like ninety nine point nine percent good to hit where you're aiming. Yeah, it's not fair that we can't have a good ninety three percent shot and not hit that center. But it does it doesn't work like that, you know. Your shot and well, every once in a while you got a good bow arm, you can throw your hand. It still goes in the middle, but but uh, you can't count on that. I was pretty proud. I was shooting through a chronograph the other day, doing some speed testing, and I got four duplicates in a row. I was that's like, right. "Yeah, I was pretty proud between me and the bow." Yeah, I'm like, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'll ever break that record, but <laughs> <laughs> no. And it's it's that way paper tuning too. A guy sent me a picture the other day of a because I, I I only paper tune and I paper tune with my bow hand six feet from the paper mm-hmm. when i shoot and the guy sent me a picture and he had tears knock high knock low knock left knock right multiple ones and he you know it was kind of it was kind of like what do i do and i said you got to get a consistent shot <laughs> exactly <laughs> you're you're tearing like that all the time you're not shooting consistent and you'll never you'll never be able to tune that arrow Exactly, you know. Ideally, and, that would be a similar tear each shot, and work from there. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's how, yeah, exactly. And 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 grabbing the conograph and doing that—that's a good way to see if you're shooting consistent every time and drawing your bow consistent every time. Because it doesn't take much—a little bit of collapse and you lose four or five feet per second. Yeah. On your shot. Yep. You know, going through a conograph—it doesn't take much to lose quite a bit. Well, I must and, pluck really consistently. And, yeah, you plucked it. Yeah, and <laughs> hey, that's just it. If you do the same thing every time, you'll probably be okay too. But uh, <sighs> I, mean, I had an English teacher in high school that said, "If you can be nothing, if you can be one thing, be consistent." Exactly. Spot on. No, because there, there's guys that don't look so good, but they do it the same every time. Every time, and they and they shoot well. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um. So, you know, what do you do? But uh, uh, I, 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 what I don't do is I don't offer anybody advice if they haven't asked. Exactly. <laughs> you know. I, there's, there's enough of that. Uh, yeah, 30, 35 years ago probably. Well, like when I – it's back when I think I first got a Black Widow. And I was in the archery shop where I actually got that Hoyt. And there's a guy in there, and he's got a Black Widow uh, – uh, it was a black MA. I, I forget what they called them. Maybe they called it an MB. And it was just all black. They painted them. Anyway, 
his brace height is like six inches on that. <laughs> yeah. And it's louder than hell and vibrating. And the guy's all over the place. And I said, hey, bud, you know, I'm standing there shooting mine. And I said, hey, bud, how you doing? He said, oh, good. I said, uh, you know, uh, Widow recommends eight to nine inches on that bow for brace height. And he puffed up, and he goes, this bow shoots just fine the way it is. Okay. You bet, bud. <laughs> you know, I was like, all right. That's, Probably looks that's, like a freaking super curve. Oh, it did. It was terrible. That poor bow. And, yeah, that's where I learned you don't ever offer offer uh, advice to anybody unless they ask for it because it's and and as a result i don't because and that sticks in my head too big time that that particular thing yeah sometimes you go into a situation like that and you're like man i really hope they would know what brace height is but <laughs> I, yeah, I maybe maybe he didn't know what it meant too but yeah. <laughs> his, I've, his, I've had a few of those scenarios it's like yeah are they oblivious to it or do they think yeah. they're doing it right? <laughs> Maybe, yeah, you're right. I never thought of that. Maybe since it was six inches, he didn't even know what a brace height was. Of course, he may have thought that was eight and five eighths. <laughs> yeah. Could have gone to public school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So I don't know. But, uh, I think that was the brace height I used on my widow, eight and five eighths, when I had it. No, I, I, like, I like shooting them at nine if I can. But I dropped down. I got went dropped down a spine of arrow and cut them shorter, and and uh, I down like eight, and I'm just under uh, nine sixteen between eight and a half and eight and nine sixteenths, and uh, got some speed back up. I love having speed. I I like being one ninety or better if I can. Oh, you wouldn't like my four duplicates then. <laughs> No, one sixty three. Is that what? It, yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm shooting a four hundred ninety grain arrow out of fifty four pounds, and, right. and uh, I used to shoot years ago. I'd shoot two fifteen, two seventeen out of my bows. I was shooting seventy pounds, and uh, I was shooting back then probably four hundred fifty grain arrows. I think maybe I got some down to four twenty. I was shooting out of them and stuff, and that I I like speed. When you start backing up, it makes a hell of a difference. Oh yeah, in your in your gaps, you know, going even like you know from one seventy to to one ninety at fifty yards is a big big difference in your gaps and having to be more precise. You know, there's not there's not near much room for error doing that. So when when Denny posted that video of him shooting his PL. At yeah. two, what was it, 208 feet a second or something like yeah. that? Did yeah. he ever end up posting the arrow weight? Because I feel like everybody no. wanted to know his arrow no. weight and his draw weight. No. <laughs> I never saw it anywhere. No. no. I ain't talking about it. <laughs> I, he, he, he never said a word about it, so I'm not saying a word about it. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah, the moment guys, you said that, I was like, huh. Guys were getting their panties all hot over it, and I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, I, you could make assumptions. I mean, to get yeah, I, I mean, well, and then right away, guys, go, oh, my boat shoots faster than that. You know, guys are going on and on. It's not the point of it. <laughs> no, no. But uh, that that, that is a fast longbow. I mean, oh, definitely. And that, that is the arrow he's shooting. He didn't grab yeah. a super light arrow to do that. That's the arrow he's shooting. Yeah. Um, 
you know, he probably probably gave it a little extra to get it. But uh, I do know for a fact, though, that bow he's shooting, that that bow there, and he's shooting with his hunting arrow. It is it is two hundred or better. I do oh, know for that. sure. Yep. It is over two hundred. Is that a widow? That is right. PL right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Carbon, carbon widow. Yeah. Are you shooting yeah. carbon limbs on yours? Yeah. How do you like them? Yeah. I love them things. They just what? They started doing them like two years ago. Yeah, I got them to. I I I, I kind of pushed Tobe to do it. I found some carbon. The guy told me he had some carbon that was. He told me it was really high dollar carbon that mm-hmm. they don't. He doesn't use it anymore because it's too expensive. And I told him I'd buy it from him, and I was going to get Toby to make me a bow, and he never sent the stuff. So then Toby called me and said, hey, did you get that carbon? And I said, no. And he says, I got some if you want me to make you a bow. And I, so he did, and I, I got it. And from right off the bat, that thing is, you don't, you don't with the recurve, you don't pick up a lot of speed with them, maybe a couple feet per second. Mm-hmm. But the stability of them, the, the limb, you can't twist that limb to save your soul. Yeah, they're and, rock uh, solid. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're just they're they're awesome. I absolutely love them. I couldn't imagine. I don't know why anybody buys them pretty with pretty because uh, <laughs> they're pretty. <laughs> Goes back to us guys that don't see deer. Oh, you gotta have something to look at, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Man, uh, trad's plaid, which is rad. That's right. all what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. been, I've been, uh, I've been pondering a widow for a couple weeks, months now, something like that. Since since Kalamazoo, since I finally shot one, because I never shot one before. And you're, I fi- you're gonna be, you guys will be at Etar, won't you? Yeah, I'll be out there. Yeah, I come, by, so, come by. You won't. My my wife is due How do you? Oh, that's right. I knew that. I was yeah. gonna say you come all the way to Benton Harbor. <laughs> 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 Can't drive to Pennsylvania? What the hell? <laughs> I, I drove. I drove to Sawmill. I went Friday yeah. after work. <laughs> drove to Sawmill and then drove home Sunday. <laughs> that's seven hours oh both God. ways. <laughs> yeah, it's eight hours for me to get there. No, that's uh, not too bad. Um, no, no, not at all. So anyway, yeah, yeah, come by and grab my widow and go shoot it. You can take it, shoot it around the course if you want that. All right, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm definitely going to be going and visiting them. I. Uh, out of, widow curious. Yeah, I'm widow curious right now. Out, out of all the grips I I had, I really liked yours the best. That 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 hard left edge feels really good. I like it. Um, but man, that, that I was I was impressed by it. So I want to shoot some more. I want to I want to. I guess they're going to be there. So did you shoot mine at Kalamazoo? No, no, I shot. Because oh. um, they're always I always have them hanging there. I usually bring two of them. Yeah, the pair I have and. I bring them for people to take and go shoot if they want. So. I think they gave so. me it was a PSA, and what was that wood? It was real blonde. It Remember? was Coca Bowl. I think it was a Coca Bowl like zebra wood or yeah, it was all those pretty woods. Randy Dell. Holy Coca-Bola. shit, was it pretty? It was Coca Bola. It's dark wood. This dark was red. The, well, the, the riser was Coca Bolo. Oh, and then it had light and the limbs. Zebra wood limbs. Really yeah, it, it was. Yeah. Uh, I, Man, it looked good, and it shot real I nice. Beat, I beat them up so bad that I just, I don't know. Get a darker I got, head. I got, huh? Get well, a, I i guess not, you know, I just got, I always really like just a plain old gray bark bow. Oh, those are and pretty, yeah. Get it with no red in it, and, 
and uh, they're still yeah, good looking. Just, they're a great looking bow. Yeah, and I just yeah, they're just hunting tools to me. Mm-hmm. I don't even. I've had some, you know, I've had some good looking ones in that too. In fact, I still have one. They made me one for when we filmed Masters of the Barebow Five. They made me one that's just gorgeous. I don't know if I'll ever shoot it. I got it here. I might do a giveaway with it or something with Widow or that. Just put something together. I don't know, but uh, uh, just just a beautiful bow. But you know. I think I that's used half the mine. reason I gave mine or sold mine was because I was afraid to take it in the woods because it was too pretty. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> no, I mind yet. I've had. I drove. I drove over one with a truck and a trailer. Oh. And uh, cracked the riser when I drove over it because it fell with the sight window down, so it was like a bridge. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I did that. I was deer hunting when I did that. Had to get out the backup bow. Um, you know, the impressive part is I'm still surprised it broke. Just yeah, off. well, Ken, Ken Beck said if the sight window would have been up, it probably wouldn't have broke. No, yeah. you've seen that video, but right? Oh, I, for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. That Toby, you mean what? Toby, Toby has good times. Yeah, oh. that's that's yeah, that's that's nothing what he said. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've. Uh, I use mine as a walking stick. I've called in bull moose by using it to rake trees. You know, you can't grab awesome. A, you know, I, mm-hmm. I wore it. I wore a tip out on the bottom backpack and a mountain goat out. I forgot my walking sticks, and I used it to go down this big rock slide and reward the tip out. And I grabbed the one off the top, and then I slipped. I actually fell twelve times going down this rock slide. My guide fell five, and uh, we were packing out my goat in British Columbia. And the uh, uh, one time I fell, I slid maybe 15 feet. And I got my heels planted and got stopped. And I didn't have my bow in my hand. And I look over to my left, and here's my bowstring laying there. And I thought, uh, oh, no. And I got up, got around and got up, and here my bow was under my backpack behind me. And it got, that's when, that one got beat up pretty bad right there in that little fall. And, I would say so. Yeah, right. So that's, but uh, they they take they take a beating. I mean, I clearly, yeah. I'm pretty hard on. I'm pretty hard on them all the time. Whatever, yeah. But no, there's there's a lot of re- jokes. He refinishes them and they look fine again. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just a little lighter each time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we could just pounds. spray paint it. I suppose I could just rattle can them too and get rid of all the. Sometimes they need fix, so like maybe putting a little super glue in them. And I've actually kind of learned how to fix them, fill cracks with super glue and stuff after you hit them on rocks hard enough, <laughs> drop them, stuff like that. You know, right down that the side of a mountain. Fix, Randy, your PMA <laughs> turned into a PCH. <laughs> yeah, there you <laughs> go. So much. I have to cut the ends off when we do it. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, freaking man. hilarious. No, nah, they're, they're good they're bows, tough. though. Yeah, those carbon limbs are just just phenomenal, though. I I love them. I I I knew right away when I got them that that that's the way route I was going to go. Mm-hmm. And they look pretty, you know. Well, they just have the carbon look on them, but they look really good or just on a gray bark bow. Yeah, they look oh, cool. definitely. Yeah. And, and I've seen them on a few others too. They look pretty good on too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
the uh, the first bow that was had a black and white ebony riser I ever liked was a Black Widow with carbon limbs. Usually, I'm not a black and white ebony fan, but I don't know what it was about that combo. I think Luke Chase bought it. It's the only black and white ebony bow I like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't I don't worry too much anymore about what they look like. I just don't I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually I'm trending that way at the moment. That's yeah. good. I like it. The, that widow was the once I was literally scared to bring a bow in the woods, that was kinda like when I no, let's just go simple. Yeah. I just I just had a guy he bought a widow and he came over and I helped him tune it a little bit. He was going to Rod Jenkins class and I said, We don't want to tune an arrow too much until you get done in that class because a lot of times guys draw length uh get longer mm-hmm. after they've gone to rod's class and uh he's looking he got he got a brand new widow and he got it he brought it over to show me and and that and he he's looking at it and he says so what do you do to keep your bows looking nice and i said oh i'm really careful with them i said i don't <laughs> Little does he know, Toby takes pictures of mine for the before and after shots for the catalog. For <laughs> <Or> refinishing. <laughs> oh, that's too freaking priceless. I said, I said, nah, don't worry about it. You're gonna scratch it. That oh, that that bow they made me for uh, doing Masters of the Bear bow. That that that. I mean, it's so nice. It's got everything, and it's like I don't know. It retails out like it's seventeen hundred dollars or something. I got it. Go down to Denny Sturgis to shoot. Brand new now. First thing I do, slips out of my hand, drops on the brush concrete driveway, and puts marks in the very front of the riser. Oh. You know, just little little day, uh, little slots in it, like from the from the concrete being broomed. Well, at least we knew it was yours. Yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah. the Randy signature right there. Oh, they God. must love you. Send them back for refinishing. Yeah, I don't do it very often. No. I, no. Get your no, Randy Signature gotta, Series Black Widow. I don't Widow. do it every I don't do it every year. Yeah. Scratches included. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Jeez, Randy, maybe I don't want to like, shoot your bow. It's like sell them like uh distressed furniture, you know. <laughs> oh, too good. All the bows that get returned just slightly yeah, too beat up. Randy one. signature. They, Make one with my grip, and then they hit it with a hammer all over the rise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might be hitting something here. I don't it's know. It's like it's like I don't know if you guys you know anything about guitars or not, but you can buy like custom shop vendors that are all like pre-sanded down to make them look like they're worn. Same oh. thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's oh like yeah. People that buy pants with holes in them. Yeah, same thing. There exactly. There you go. Yeah. Raise the price. Put yeah. holes in. Them, raise the price. Yeah. Bows tossed off the roof of Black uh, Widow's shop. <laughs> <laughs> the Randy special. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, what else? What else you got going on this summer? Anything? Anything coming up besides guitar? No, that's about the end of things. When you, when are you get when are you getting in for that? Uh Wednesday night, Wednesday afternoon. I should get there. We'll leave in the morning. Gotcha. What do you guys got a house? Awesome. Uh yeah, I got a cabin. Perfect. Got a cabin for till Sunday. I'll leave. I probably might pick up Saturday night. I don't know, or maybe go over Sunday morning and pick up. Yeah, you driving over by yeah. yourself or? No, I got a buddy that helps me out, helps me set up and stuff. And uh, nice. So he'll come along. I don't know if he get he'll get out and shoot there much or not. Normally he can. He has time. 
But uh, he helps me out quite a bit, actually. He goes to all the show, most all the shows with me, and and makes it a lot easier. Especially yeah. when you're picking up picking up to go home too. Just doubles up the time, you know, yep. twice as fast getting ready to go. But uh, no, we got a cabin down in the campground. There's a bunch of guys, bunch of guys from there staying there, guys I know and stuff. So, um, it's 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 fun. Hopefully, there'll be a lot of people there. It sounds like there's gonna be. I think this should be better than last. Uh, I think people are finally yeah. over the COVID nonsense. You know. Yeah, I hope so. I, I, I couldn't get. I just, I actually, I just got this cabin yesterday because guys I know there's this one guy that had it. He can't go, and so they're trying to find somebody for it. Mm-hmm. And so I, they called me, and I absolutely—it's only ten minutes from Etar. So, and I had hotel rooms that I bought in Wellsboro that I got like um, maybe five months ago, six months ago. Mm-hmm. And the hotel I—it's a Sherwood hotel or something. Um, I only. I got the last two rooms because I got little one too, and I got the last two rooms in the hotel. That's a haul too. For this week, it's yeah. I think it's a half hour. Yeah, it's a half hour, forty minutes, something like that. It's on the other side of the the PA Canyon, the Grand Canyon. Oh, okay. Yeah. I knew it would be a little bit of a drive, and and we stayed in the cabin last year, and I didn't book it right away. When we left, I should have booked it. Yeah. I did, and so uh, I couldn't get it. Just couldn't get one, and then this happened. So, um. But I'm glad because it'll be a lot nicer staying down. Staying oh down yeah, 10, 10 oh definitely. That's a cool area of Pennsylvania. It's like two, two, two and a half hours from me, I think. And uh, it's it's just a really nice spot. I like it out there. I like it. You've been to Denton Hill, right? No. You didn't go to Denton. I thought no. you were there. No, never been to Denton Hill. No, okay. No, last year's my first time. Oh, at okay. Eatart. Sawmill, yeah. My my point about the hotel rooms, though. What I was hoping is, since that long ago, that you know, that early in the season, yeah, couldn't get a hotel. I was hoping that meant that uh, it's going to be a good turnout. I think so. Yeah, you know, I'd say so. More vendors are coming back this year too. There's a lot of new yeah. ones too. As I noticed that. Yeah, it, that big tent's going to be full this year. Shit, I, yeah. I just talked to him today. I called about some stuff and. And uh, she said it's totally full. People waiting to get in. I wonder if they'll add more. Remember how they did? Well, you you didn't yeah. go to at, at Denton no. Hill. They had a uh, they had the main tent, and then they uh-huh. had a smaller tent off to the side, and then Big Jim oh. had his tent there too. So there was two. There was there was like pretty much between you know like a tent and a, and a maybe a third of a tent. You know the size of the big one. Oh wow! So maybe they'll have to start doing that up here. But then again, yeah. I, th- I think the tent at Sawmill's a bit bigger than Denton Hills. What do you think, Jay? I was going to say. That's what the guy told me, too, I think. That yeah. Because Denton Hill had two. They had two tents two in a big, row. Yeah, exactly. Then they had the one that was perpendicular to those two. And then Big Jim always has his own. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, set up. that's a big-ass tent at, at Sawmill. That's a big one. Oh, yeah. That's what was at. I think it was about that size at Compton this year, too. I was about to say Compton had a pretty yeah. good one. That was a that was a giant one. Yeah, I'm so, looking forward I, to it. I, I I hope it's a good turnout. I hope lots of guys come, and I th- I think they will. I'm I camping, think. so I'm getting there early. Yeah, that's I guys were t- well. Uh, uh, Drew was on the other on your podcast yep. just the other day, right? Yeah, yeah. I listened to it. 
it was talking about guys saying they were going to bring their e-bikes and stuff. Oh gosh, there's there's lots of people. Uh, it's, it's, it's such it's so far to the vendors from so from the campers and stuff. If, if you show, and it really is yeah. If you show up later, like Schaefer showed up a little later last year than I did, and he ended up out by the ponds where he's first coming in. I mean that that's a that's a walk, and that's not you're... even bad. That's not no, even bad at that. It's point. not bad, but if you're going like. If you're going back and forth, it, that that's a yeah. that's a lot of time. So yeah, having a bike is key if you're yeah, camping you with the hell out there. You take off and hell if you just forget your money in the tent or something. Oh god, can you imagine? That's like a 15 minute walk back. <laughs> so, so that's I my one gripe with the new location at Denton Hill, Randy. The vendors were basically centralized, mm-hmm. and then all the camping spread out from mm-hmm. the, the vendors versus all this way, location. All the way around, or yeah, you're yeah. surrounded. Now, this place definitely has more camping available, but it gets progressively further and further and further. Yeah. I imagine there's going to be pe- – you're going to see more people getting there earlier every year from here on out probably because of – So they get close? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I'd assume I think, so. Yeah, because yeah, there were people making camping spots there down oh. along the – just off the road and off the road edge and stuff like that, you know, where it – goes around the pond and up to the yep yep oh yeah it was it was people everywhere yeah when i first started going to denton hill we'd get there wednesday morning and would be able to find a good campsite you know nothing too bad then we started having to go tuesday and now tuesday's even starting to get challenging yeah so it's going to be monday before too long yeah just to get a good spot huh yeah 50 foot uh or campers don't take up as little space as a primitive camping setup used to. Yeah, that's a little much, but what are you going to do? We have, we have a yeah. friend going Saturday uh, to set up his Before? stuff. Yeah, he's going to be there yeah. just to get – they want a certain spot. They're getting there Saturday to get their certain spot. That's wow. his vacation for the summer. I mean, he's going to enjoy it. Good for him. It's awesome. Yeah, but that—that's how—that's yeah. pretty much how early you have to be if you want to get the, a certain spot that you want, you know. Mm-hmm. My dad was pretty funny at comp, and he goes, "This is ridiculous. There's so many campers here, not a single TP." <laughs> he was upset with the camper to TP ratio. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I don't know. Was... I... You don't see a lot of TP. There used to be two guys though that always set up there at Compton. They did have, and they'd run around like in buckskin kind of loincloths. Loincloths, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, I didn't see them. I haven't seen them there the last couple of years. I think. I mean, some, they had their face painted and all kinds of stuff. They got into it. There were some people with a, a TP by you, Schaefer, last year. Yeah, Etar. Etar that was a giant. It was a TP. big. T- yeah, it was a real big TP. Some serious polls there. Yeah. Uh, after that, after, I can't kind of excited. After that, it's I'll start getting ready for elk hunt. Yeah. Get awesome. Serious. After that, start getting things packed and lists made and. Two good elk trips. That's awesome. Yeah. The only thing I drive into Flagstaff for me is like, GPS says it's five twenty five hours for me to drive to Flagstaff. That's all. Yeah. Seriously. And by myself. It will be. 
my big my big thought is hopefully I can get an elk killed the first week and go up to Colorado and do some scouting for over some old over the counter units I used to go to go check them out and see uh, what's going on how many people are in there and that because it's getting so bad and they're taking away over the counter units in Colorado I heard that you know? yeah yeah the, the the unit I've been going to when I don't get an elk tag anywhere else we've been going down. Uh, to unit 81 and uh, they changed that to a draw this year so I don't know what's going to happen people are going to be burning one point if you got to have points to draw now you're going to save points to go to a better unit you know it's it's I don't I don't know I don't know how all that's going to play out I have to see what happens this year and see how many see what it took to draw I mean, tag. I didn't even look because I'm not going to go there. I got two other elk tags, but uh, it, it it's going to get to the point where you're going to have to, uh, you know, go get elk tags, apply for elk tags. You know, you could draw the lesser kind of place just to have an elk tag if you want to go, and then apply other places. And if you draw those, you'll just have to burn the tag. If you don't have time, you have to burn the tag you already bought too, which is kind of a bummer when tags are seven hundred dollars you know yeah yeah Yeah, that'd be hard to swallow yeah but i don't know it's 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 getting worse and worse and worse i've been burning points um rumor has it wyoming's going to start screwing with their points and uh i got 15 points for elk in wyoming now i think something like that but i just burned 20 uh Oh, I got 20 points, 21 points for antelope in Colorado, but I burned 23 points for an elk tag in Colorado a couple years ago for a good zone that was well, well worth it. I didn't kill one, but I saw tons and tons of big elk, open young elk, and called awesome. them and had some come in and mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. But it's it's going to, the game's just getting worse and worse, and I don't know. You, uh, you hear so many things, like the hunter numbers are down, but I don't I don't know where they're down at because every place I go, there's lots of hunters. It's that darn Onyx hunt app. That's that's bad. Yeah. You used to be able to hike. You know, you used to be able to hike a couple miles and start hunting and never see another person. And it's not not like that anymore. No, those days are over. Yeah, you just never know where you're going to run into anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, technology is a double-edged sword. And I I use it myself and love it. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> But I used to run into young guys and go, you know, God, we didn't think anybody come back here. And I said, yeah, ditto. <laughs> you know. <laughs> we may be chatting right now, but you're ruining my day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and how do you get, get upset with it? Everybody wants to hunt. You can't, you know, the guys are out there and hard to get mad at guys. I never do. Some guys can be kind of ass when you run into them and stuff and that, but. Most of the guys you chat them up a little bit and leave, you know. And, yeah. And most of them are okay, but I don't know. It's it's it's. I don't I don't I hunt elk. I love to hear elk scream and I love to call them in. And if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't hunt them. So I don't like hunting animals that people are driving to you. You know that there's so many people that are running them around. And, yeah, pushing them um, all over the mountain. Yeah, that's that's not. Yeah. Them in their natural habitat. Yeah. Yeah, I just mm. I want to hunt them like like that, like naturally, you know, rather than doing drives. So, yeah, if you want drives, come back east. 
exactly. <laughs> Everybody's. So- Everybody yeah. should just go hunt Pennsylvania. Easy, easy. Yeah. Don't say it. No, 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 no. Don't send him here. <laughs> so one question we had such a fun time asking Drew. Yeah. If you could only hunt one animal, the rest oh, of the wow. <laughs> can, can I do my Drew impression? <laughs> uh, oh, ah. I there, wish there, it there it is. There it is. Jeez, you know, it's like I you actually were really there. like I really like turkeys, but but I don't know. I <laughs> oh my god! Even your motions I, in I, the seat is I, accurate. Yeah, you're squirming like he was. He I was can, all. I, I, oh, I can imagine. <laughs> I know, Drew. I can. I can imagine. So uh, no, you I just I, don't I, have I, a mullet. I love elk. I mean, you know, now I can start going into well. Now, do I get like? An elk tag for October and one for November and one for just September and. We didn't give that one any thought. I think we told Drew just one, right? He's yeah. guaranteed a tag. Randy, we'll give you one every month. All right. <laughs> That's what I wonder because whitetails you can hunt multiple, you know. Yeah, exactly. Target rich. No, uh, I, I I love elk. I, you know, I say that now and go, you know, but gosh, I really, I I, I love hunting big bears. Mm-hmm. Two, it's neater than hell, you know, brown bears, grizzly bears. Um, I don't know, but I, I do like elk. I like I've I've bow hunted elk almost every year since uh, 1981. Oh, that's and awesome. Some there's a couple times I didn't go. One was because I was on a brown bear hunt, uh, in Alaska, and but there's a lot of years I'll go two times. I'll go to Colorado and go to Idaho or. Or Utah and Colorado or Montana and Idaho or stuff. I've done that quite a bit. Gone multiple places too. Um, so yeah, I, I, as long as I can, can hunt them when they're screaming, you know, and you got yeah. a chance of calling them in and, and, uh, some of it probably is I'm so damn lazy. I don't want to, I don't want to have to walk any more than I have to to find the damn things. You know, if they're screaming, you know where they're at. So way better when they're coming to you, right? Yeah, yeah, or even if, even if you, yeah, I can hear them and know where they're at, I'll go to them. But, but uh, no, I, you get to the point, you get hunting them, you're you're always wondering what's over the next ridge, you know, if you don't get into them and and always jump the next ridge, jump the next ridge, and uh, it's easy, you know. It used to be a lot easier for me years ago, but uh, it'd be easy to make a six seven mile loop just in the morning hunting, you know, trying to find them, just mm-hmm. constantly walk and call and walk and call and, and, uh, and stuff. So, uh, I, I just think they're neater than hell and, uh, hunting them under those conditions during the rut, you know, and I've, I've called them in. I've actually called elk in, in uh, end of August. I've had them come in too. They come in silent, but I think they're coming in just to see what the hell's going on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When you're doing it at that time of the year, but uh, no, no, that was funny with Drew. I didn't know if you're ever going to get an answer out of him. And now <laughs> it went on, it went on so long. I'm not so sure I can even remember what his answer was. I think, I think it said, ended up being elk. Yeah, he, he said elk, but he was like, "But I really like turkeys." Yeah, I think we got That's elk. Not funny. I, I, can't I can't believe turkey's been so high on so many people's lists. Yeah, right. I, I can't believe turkeys would even come into the equation. I mean that just because that mystifies me because I'm not a I'm not a turkey hunter I just 
I don't know. I've just never. I always have big. I can't even tell you how many turkey tags I've bought and never went out. I'd have. I, I guarantee you, it's probably three times the tags I bought to compare to when I've gone hunting. I always make big plans to go, and then it's like, well, we're gonna go to this archery shoot this weekend, or, <laughs> or you know. Yep. And, that sounds and, a lot like me. And I had, I, yeah, because I enjoy enjoy uh, arts. I used to anyway. I don't go do it so much anymore, really. But I used to go to archery shoots. Oh hell, every Sunday, and then a lot of times we could find one on Saturday and go to one on Saturday and Sunday both. They're hard to find anymore. At least they are in Pennsylvania. Um, around here, there's quite a few, but yeah. they don't get they don't get good turnouts. Yeah, you're in Michigan. Um, I think you got a little more. Yeah, but the turnouts are. I, I belong to a club with um, how many is in the club now? Fifteen hundred people. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a rod and gun. It's a gun yeah, club. Same and same like rod- mine. Yeah. And one club, I belong to a couple, but that club we have like fifteen hundred people, and uh, I mean it, it's I don't shoot guns out of that, but we got a six hundred yard rifle range there. We got a two hundred yard one. We got skeet. We got trap. Mm-hmm. We got muzzleloader. We got a walking muzzleloader range where you can walk around. Oh, that's got, cool. Yeah. We got we got twenty eight field course and we got a forty tar thirty target three D course. We'll have a shoot and there'll be maybe three or four of us. There's been a time me and two buddies go and we're the only three people that showed up for it. Yeah, we have a six hundred member club and we get the same kind of turnouts. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It sucks. I, I run I run the archery but, shoots there. We get I've had two shoots this year. I've had zero people turn up for both of them. <gasps> Oh my God! It sucks. And us, us guys that gave them their three guys, we mm-hmm. go out and shoot every Sunday, no matter what. Hell yeah, there yeah. And, you know, and, yeah, and we shoot that course every Sunday about, but, but uh, it works. So they just they just quit having them because of that. I mean, they tried having IBOs and and ASAs and yeah, and there's a lot of clubs around here. And I don't think I mean I, some of them are definitely getting better turnouts than this. There's no doubt about it. But uh, I belong to a trad club the other direction. That's in Ann Arbor. Um, I belong to a trad club about 20 minutes from me, and we got 60 acres surrounded by public ground that we own. Mm-hmm. We have maybe 30 members, and we get if we're lucky, we'll get four guys show up to shoot. It's no kidding. Guys. Yeah. Is it, is Aaron part of that, Coey? Aaron? No. Okay. He, I haven't seen him. I know. I, I, I haven't seen him. He's like dropped off. He's a slacker. The face of the earth. Yeah, he's a slack. He's a he's a slacker. Just in case he's listening, I, I talked to him briefly today to see if he, he was. Did he, is he married yet? Uh, not yet. They're getting married, but they're not married. They got yet. a house and a dog. And they're they're engaged for the <laughs> second year in a row or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Every once in a while, I, he'd call me, but not. I haven't talked to him for a long time. I just talked to him tonight. He it's said he, he he was going uh, to Montana fly fishing instead of going to Utah. So I was like, well, uh, that's a reasonable excuse. I can take that this year. Yeah. But yeah, he's a slacker. You should have told him his priorities are a little he did, skewed. I think he got Thanks a he did get a deer. I think he got a doe in uh, in Missouri last year when he and Mike yeah he did. He, yeah he shot something in Missouri yep yeah. yep yeah yeah so he's looking out wood arrows yeah he, and he did use wood arrows last year too oh wow he used one of Chad's arrows so. I got I got uh, Joe Callahan 
building me some wood arrows. I've never shot anything with a wood arrow in my life. And I that, got one up that, on you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's it. That, That's the only thing I got. <laughs> that Bear Super Grizzly Victor I bought back in 1974 yeah. has, has never killed a deer. So is, is I, there something coming together here? I got, yeah. Joe's building me some wood arrows for it. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to put some old bear razor heads on them and, uh, awesome. See if I can shoot something. I don't know. I don't care. I just might, I want to try and shoot something with it. I think you should, uh, you should post some pictures of that bow. Yeah. I actually had some other woods for it and I did hunt with it a couple of times mm-hmm. a few years ago. And, uh, Joe, Joe's building me some safari tough ones. He said, so. Nice. I don't know what they're going to look like or anything or what. I was trying to picture what that would be. I don't know. He makes some cool know. arrows. He, he, he had it all cool. in his head. I talked to him at Compton, and he had it all in his head already. And that he he messaged me. I don't know a couple of weeks ago and was asking me to make sure he had the weight right. Was making the right weight. So, um, I'm going to get him and see and try. I need to do that. Just do it. That poor bow. How'd you like to be a virgin since 1974? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is he is he going to Etar, Joe? I don't know. I'm just gonna message him and I don't see and see think if he's I saw him. Isn't he on there? I don't think I saw him. I, I I I don't know. I'll have to go back and look. I don't remember seeing it, the the name. Huh. I, I didn't see True North on there anywhere. Oh, I figured he would. Yeah, let me look real quick. Take some. I was say I'm on it. I'm Are you? Yeah. Yeah, because he usually goes every year. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah, but his I, I was I was kind of. I do not see him on the list. Yeah, I didn't see him either. It's not uncommon for him to space out on somebody though. So. I understand. It happens. Um, be a lot. Hey, but Safari Tough's going to be there. Safari Tough's going to be there. Yeah, they're yeah. going to be there. So that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully he shows up. Um, he makes some, he makes some great looking arrows. They're cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah. I like it. Yep. But good deal. Anything else you guys want to get about on tonight? I don't know. My, Talk cat about? Or my, my wife's cat's trying to play in some of the podcasts here. Um, that's why I got the door closed. Yeah. I'm ready to drop kick the thing. <laughs> for those yeah. cat lovers out there <laughs> yeah I, I had to come up in my office so my rabbit didn't make a bunch of noise and get in the way you have a, you have a big rabbit got a pet rabbit it runs the house yeah is it one of those big ones oh those what the, do they call them something, the, giants. something giants yeah my wife my wife has a friend that has those they're ridiculous oh they're ridiculously large they don't look like they can even walk they no. just She's. I've never seen one on the floor. She's always holding the picture. She's always holding it up. It's about twice as big as she is. The, it's <laughs> Flemish giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty weird looking, actually. They're just huge. No, we just got... Our rabbit weighs like six pounds or something. Nice. I think. Something like that. It's a good rabbit. Uses the litter box and... See, I bet you nobody else has ever gotten that out of Randy that, Cool on a podcast. Exactly, you heard that it here first. That is the type of unique stuff we get. <laughs> oh, we've had we've had uh, pet skunks over the years, and I, a couple skunks. And I've heard skunks are great. They are. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, but they're just like anything. The trouble with them, is, even with the rabbit, I 
you got you know they're not as bad not as bad as dogs but you still got to check them they'll run out of you know every morning and every night you got to make sure they got food and water you never know when they're going to empty things out and stuff like that yeah that's all right it's my wife's pet she loves that little thing so. well she's happy yeah that's exactly right good he's deal that's why he's going to arizona for that's, why, that's why i go hunting <laughs> so she's got somebody here to keep <laughs> she's got the rabbit she'll be all right <laughs> rabbit no problem <laughs> <laughs> Makes you question, huh? It could be replaced by a rabbit. My standards yeah. are not super high, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, could be worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Could be a cat. Oh, man. <laughs> that was close. It was between a rabbit and a cat, and I was glad she picked the rabbit. Yeah, I lost I'm that argument. I'm not a big cat fan. I lost that argument twice. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Whatever. We compromised, but. and we got a cat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now you have a kid. <laughs> that one I was more okay with. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. God. All right. This All right. Going down. Yeah. This is going downhill faster than Randy's bows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, geez, Randy, anything else you want to talk about? Oh, not right at the moment. I got, I think it looks like I do have a two arrow quiver. I think is going to be coming out here. Awesome. Uh, maybe by the end of next week and I'm get real close. And, uh, you have the new, but that new, uh, long, the longbow case. I got a barebow case, barebow case, right? Yep. All them barebow guys didn't have a, they didn't have uh their bows are 76 inches long, for mm-hmm. dragon's sake, you know, and they couldn't get, find a case anywhere, which I didn't realize until uh, I went to the Worlds last year. And somebody came up and asked me if I could make him one, make him and his wife one. And so I started selling those. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm making I'm making bow cases for all those guys that uh, there's 18 people going to the – that. Uh, World 3D Championship in Tierney, mm-hmm. Italy, and so I volunteered to make cases for all those guys. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, yeah. Take their boats and yeah, get them, get their names and and stuff sewn on them. You know, to excellent USA and stuff. Um, doing that, that'll be coming up. They're going there. That that's in September. Uh, that they're all going there to compete. Um, uh, one thing I am going to be coming out with, and I, I hate saying things too early because everything always seems to take way longer when you're mm-hmm. manufacturing and stuff. But I have a bino case that I'm just really, really happy with. That's really quiet, and it's quiet on the inside and quiet on the outside. And Good combo. I yeah. haven't seen one. I haven't seen one yet um, that's like this, and I've been using one now for. Uh, two hunting seasons I've used this case now. Um, I'm not the exact one that I'm going to be coming out with because I've been trying it and, you know, just different prototypes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I hope to be coming out with that, uh, in August if everything goes well. Cool. Um, and it, get Check that out. It's really, it's really nice. Any chance you'll have uh, prototypes or anything with the, with you at Etar? Um, I may bring mine. That's a good idea. I yeah. Set that aside. Definitely hang it. 
Excuse me, fellas. No, you're good. No worries. I'm, I'm out of water. Um, yeah, I, I probably will have it there. And uh, cool. It it the more you wear it, the better it gets too, because it it actually it doesn't take the shape of your binoculars, but it starts taking just a little tiny bit of shape, which makes it even nicer to you know the way they fit in and out. And um, I I had to give it back for. This last fall while I was deer hunting, I had to give it back for a couple of weeks, and I just hated it. I wore another another brand I had that I had to use, and I hated it. This 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 case is so nice. Wow, that's cool. That's good to hear. I've been, I've been wanting one for so long that's quiet, you know, because mm-hmm. just on brush or if you're crawling, it's it's. Uh, I think it's I think it's going to be really great. I'm excited awesome. to get that and and that. So cool. But other than Exciting. that. Uh, I don't think I got got much else coming out. The two-hour bulk quiver, <laughs> that I've been trying to get out for, like I said, with manufacturing for about two years now I've been working on. I've been using one for a lot of years that I've made, you know, the first prototypes I made out of Kydex and heated them up and molded them and stuff like that till I got to where I'm at now and uh, could get them molded up and have Safari Tough logo on them. And guys, if you look at any pictures of my bow, you'll see it on there. Yeah, I saw one, I saw one uh, today. I think you posted uh, something. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I made that more to compliment my Aeromaster back quiver. Yeah. I forgot, you know, if guys, because I can tune my bow with that. That quiver is only going to weigh oh, almost four ounces, right around there, I think. Yeah super lightweight so you can actually i can tune my bow with or without that quiver on um and and it'll shoot the same so if a guy doesn't have it on and then shoots you can throw it on and it really won't you know and with one arrow in it because you're you know you'll pull one out to shoot so um with the one arrow in the quiver it really doesn't change the tune of your bow oh yeah there it is yeah it's cool looking yeah it normally, like any time you add, you can't add a, a six arrow, seven arrow bow quiver on your bow, and not have it change the tune of your bow, because you're going to need a stiffer arrow. You add yeah, that, yeah. that much weight on your right, so you're going to need a stiffer bow. Hey, I got, I got to ask you one question before we wrap this up. How, how was, how was the bow fishing? I saw you got out. Oh yeah, I hadn't done that forever. Yeah. I, I kept. That's my that. My my buddy, I I've been after him. I said you got to call me. Just he he did a full body mount. Uh, he's a taxidermist and a mountain goat I shot. He did a full body mount for me, and so um, I told him I'd come pick it up and then but hang on to it and call me. And as soon as you know the carp are coming up in these swamps and that, and he did. And I hadn't done that. I bet for thirty years, or 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 at least twenty five. Yeah, and. Uh, I did shoot a buffalo that was. I shot some other pretty, pretty good sized ones, but I shot a buffalo that he said would go. He knows because he's weighed them all the time. You mm-hmm. can look at him. He said it was over twenty pounds. It's just a decent awesome, one. great. Yeah, yeah. I think the picture I posted it was that that one. He said it was over twenty pounds or not. I don't know about way over that, but it was just you know it was up in that area. Good time, lots yeah. of laughs. Yeah, yeah. It was a good time. It Gotta was love fishing. I shot a bunch of fish, and uh, I had to go buy all the stuff to do it. I went down to Three Rivers and picked up everything I needed to. Yeah. <laughs> using that that big Zebco looking reel off the front. Yeah. You know, 
that thing actually works pretty well. I was gonna ask you, how'd you like um, that? Yeah, I did. I did. My buddy, my see. Oh no, Denny Sturgis uses those because mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I thought it was kind of iffy and and you know, using a real. Because I remember when I was a little kid fishing with them, every how the. A lot of sometimes you'd cast them and the string would hang up in the reel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, and you yeah. had to open them up and do it. And that, I had visions of that string. With, it, with an up. arrow going. With an arrow coming. <laughs> I've, had, I've had that happen where an arrow just got out, came right back at me. Yeah, yeah. It, went through my rubber boot, the knock did, and stuck in my shin. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. I know, you know, when I was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I had visions of that happening with that. That kind of reel, because that's what it looks like. Yeah, like the old Epco 202 and Pro yep, yep. 4, you know, and that kind of stuff. But uh, no, it did. It worked real well. My fingers got a little raw. There's like a double. You can hold your bow and you reach out to the uh, the the reel, and you grab with two fingers and you got to pull on it before you can wind it up. Mm-hmm. So it's always loose. The strings always loose. You don't have to cock it or anything. And, oh, gotcha. Uh, yeah, you never cock that reel. It's always loose. And the only way, and then you pull on the thing, and then you can reel in the line. You can reel in a fish with it, but like the 20 pounders and stuff, and when they're getting up 15, 20, it's pushing you, it. You really, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, I just took my bow down and grabbed the line, and I didn't wear any gloves. Kind of cut my hands up that day on the, yeah. on the, on the line. The Dacron line. Yeah, it's a pretty tiny line on there. Yeah, yeah. I, I just picked up a, an AMS reel on, uh, what do you call it, at the uh, trade blanket up, up at Sawmill for like, I don't know what I paid for it, Not pretty much nothing. You mean one of them that mount up on yeah, the side? Yeah, mounts on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'm, get, I'm getting ready to get out. I'm pretty excited about it. Them, them work well, I guess. That's oh, yeah, it's nice. It's pretty That's slick. Yeah, but he told me this one was better. He really liked it a lot better yeah. than that one. I got um, I got to get some line for it still. Though. There's not a lot of line in it, and uh, but I mean it's in good shape, so the thing looks brand new. So it was a score. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, good price. I had I had one of those brand new in the package and arrows, mm-hmm. and I never went bow fishing, so I think I gave it away to a friend or something. Uh, yeah. Then, yeah. then I ended up going, of course, later on, you know. But yeah, I'm getting the itch to do it. It's just it's just fun if they're if they're working and. You know the carp are working and stuff. It's, Heck yeah! It's, we shot buffalo and carp on that right there. Awesome! It was just a creek they were coming up in from a bigger. I don't know what he called that area. I think it was backwater from a river or something. Yeah, we have a a pretty good creek right right at the bottom of my road here, and it, it flows into the Susquehanna River, and it's it's loaded with carp. There's carp up all and down the, there. All the time. What's that? All all the time. All the time. There's, oh wow! Yeah, there's carp in there. We we uh, kayak fish it for smallmouth all the time, and oh, wow. I mean you'll see carp as long as your leg in there. It's great. Oh nice! So and yeah, so you can wade you can wade it or walk down the bank and just take shots at them. Yeah. So, yeah, we were just shooting off the bank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good, good stuff. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, awesome time. Yeah, seriously, Randy. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Really, really appreciate oh, yeah. it. Absolutely. No, I enjoy it. Definitely. And I'll see you in two weeks, I guess. I'll stop by. <laughs> yeah, you better. Come by and grab my bow and take it out and shoot it a little okay. bit. Okay, appreciate that. I, I won't get any slivers or anything, will I? No, no. The, actually, this, this 
this one stayed better than any bow I've ever had, and I don't know why. Okay. I don't know if he added some extra hardener to the finish or what yeah. he did. But, but he's not telling us his. It just came in. Yeah, he just got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this one's in good shape for some reason. Both of, both that one and my backup one all look pretty good. So. Yeah, I'm excited that they're going to be there, so I'm going to see what they have with yep. them. Yeah. Yeah, they'll but. have – they should have – they're selling. I tell you, they're selling uh, bows off the rack every day. People are ordering them, and yeah, and they got caught up a little bit. They're getting better on their because I know yeah. they're they're pretty backed up for a while. Yeah, they're. I don't know if they're saying seven months anymore, but before it was seven months to get a bow, which wow. for them was unheard of. You know, they were always yeah. eight to, eight to twelve, depending on the order. You yeah, know? and. and <clears throat> You know, if you if they if they make your bow and it doesn't make the weight you required, that adds another week mm-hmm. on your bow for them to glue up another set of limbs and stuff. So, or about a week, something like that. But uh, I mean, they're they they're very good about hitting weight, but it it does happen because you know, I mean, the material sure be yeah a little different you're dealing with natural materials. You can only do so yeah. much. There you go. Yeah, but. The way Tobe talks, they're starting to pick up and they're starting to make up a little time and and stuff. So I think they'll be. I think by the end of the year they'll be getting. I doubt they'll be at be at two or three months, but but I think it'll be better than seven. Yeah, awesome. I'm telling everybody now, so it's good. Good deal. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, everybody go to safaritough.com. There you go. <laughs> and, and, and and like uh, and just safari, yeah, safari did, tough on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, safari <laughs> tough, and, and I have my own page. I think it's Randy underscore cooling, maybe something like that. Randy cooling on Facebook. But uh, no, I always I don't know how many podcasts I did, and then I'd never throw no any plugs in or nothing. Like that <laughs> and I don't I don't know how many I did in the beginning, and I. So now I always try to at least remember to, uh, to yeah. do a, do a uh, what do you call it, uh, when you're, uh, I can't think of the word. Signing word. off. Uh, shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Shout out to myself. <laughs> uh, so Perfect. All right, guys. Well, thanks, thanks, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, you guys, you guys take care. Thanks. And uh, we'll be seeing you around. Yep, see you in two Absolutely. weeks. Absolutely. All right. All Bye-bye. right. See you. You guys have a good one. See you.